Hey, hey, sister, and welcome to the Radiantly Transformed podcast. Radiantly Transformed is a movement, a lifestyle, and a podcast dedicated to up-leveling your energy and vibration. We're here to set fire to the flame that's deep within each and every one of us. I'm your host, Tara Kinden, and I'm on a mission to change the idea that transformation comes from depriving, working harder, and becoming more than you already are. You are radiant, and it's your time to transform. Together, we will rock meaningful, deep, and vulnerable conversations that most won't have. This is our sisterhood, and we are united in transformation. So welcome back. This is episode number two, and I am Tara Kinden, your host. I'm excited to actually dive into something that I didn't really dive into in the first one all that deeply. I kind of surface talked about my story, where I come from, and why I'm here with this podcast for you. So first, I want to preface it by this. Your story is not who you are. You are not defined by the story or where you've been, uh, where you've come from. It is basically an opportunity for you to grow from. So when I share my story with you, I hope elements of it connect to your heart and to experiences that you've had as well. But know that you can change any part of your story going forward that you want to. It's your decision. And it is a great launching place to start from because you understand that we all have experiences and most people don't share their experiences because fear of being judged, um, you know, potentially like people being maybe not as receptive or comfortable. And I will say this, I am not here on this planet to make everyone comfortable. (laughs) I spent a lot of years people pleasing and trying to do things that made everybody else happy, but made me completely miserable. So I want you to know that it's okay to not please everyone. And it's okay to say things that make people uncomfortable. And if they stop following you or they say something shitty to you because of something that you've expressed from your heart and from your own personal story and your experience, because this is all just our experiences. And as we share our experiences, it makes us relatable. It makes us, you know, come together into what this is, which is the sisterhood of of sharing. This is why I'm going to create, you know, the sister sessions, because it is so important that we just acknowledge where we've been. And then we acknowledge like and honor where we want to go so that we can grow together without feeling any sense of shame, any judgment. You know, you can feel into that, experience the fear and, um, just be ready to move it forward. You know, like how can you move it forward from where you've been, especially if where you've been is a place that you, you know, didn't feel your best and you you did feel shame and you did feel judged and you, you know, like you held yourself into a small box because you were afraid of really being seen. And in the first episode, I talked about how 
the weight that we carry, the extra pounds, can sometimes be connected to emotional um, experiences, old traumas, things that have happened to us in the past that you know we hold on to in our physical form. So we hold on to in weight, <laughs> in poop, which I'll talk to you guys about down the road. We'll interview uh, my friend Brenda to talk about how high colon hydrotherapy can help move out like some of these old blockages and 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 pieces within us that just aren't serving us anymore and they're old stories that just need to be you know released and purged from our system so that we can move forward it doesn't mean that you know what happened to you isn't of of significance or importance or um you know that it's not it's something you should just quickly brush over it because that's not the case. Your story has really turned you into the beautiful person you are right now. And the person that you're really looking to step into, your previous self or your, your past self, your past life is really brought you to this place and given you so much experience and, and given you the ability to find grace in your story. So let's just dive into it. And so here I want to share with you my story and where I've come from. Friends, I am not going to lie, I'm a little bit upset. I had recorded an entire 20-minute episode for you in my car by the water. It was beautiful and I was chit-chatting away, telling you all these wonderful things and all these like dramatic experiences And then I went to upload it into Anchor and lo and behold, because I had recorded it in my car with the car running, I guess it was going through the speakers and it never got recorded. So that whole entire episode got wiped out to say. Uh, So maybe spirit intervened and decided I needed to be more clear or that I needed to tell you something different. I don't know. So here we go. We're going to get into episode number two. Welcome back. I am so pumped to dive into this piece because I know a lot of you may be carrying around stories, shame stories of, of your, you know, youthful years and your experiences growing up and moving into adulthood that you may not be proud of. Maybe emotional intelligence you know, wasn't something that you learned as a child. I can tell you it certainly wasn't something that I learned and I'm still learning and growing as I think most people are. But I do believe that it's important to share pieces and elements of my story with you to build this sisterhood, to build an experience with each other. So when you hear my stories, there may be parts of them that you're like, yes, I can totally relate to this. I understand. Or maybe you just feel compassion because you understand what it's like to be feeling like an outsider and to feel like you didn't belong at some point in your life. So in today's story, I'm not going to share with you like the entire story from, you know, childhood to now, because that would just be way overwhelming in one episode. And I think that there's elements that I'm being called to share with you that will really help to create this connection, you know, between us. And even though I don't see you face to face, I want you to feel and to hear 
and to almost see and envision the experiences for yourself to see where there's parts of them that you may be able to relate to and understand. So with that, I really wanted to start with, you know, my education system and building this emotional intelligence and, you know, first experiences in school, because I think that they can be really challenging for some people and you can be made to feel like you aren't good enough and you get There's just so much growth that happens in school, in the system, and I think that the system is great in so many ways, but also flawed in in so many ways. So let's start with this. In like preschool, I I rocked it. (laughs) I actually completely revamped a schedule when new owners took over my daycare. I was like, wait a second, nap time is at this time. So I went around and I woke up all the kids from a nap. So I was an independent thinker and leader at that time. So what was that? Two, three, in and around there. Then fast forward to like kindergarten, I don't even remember, but grade one left a mark on my heart and my soul. I actually was held back in grade one. And this experience started the I'm stupid and I'm not as smart as the other kids So I need to be held back. And I literally watched my friends all move on. That leaves a mark on your young childhood that just sucks, right? It just sucks. So having that new story of, you know, I'm stupid. I didn't have, I I don't know what child at that age really has a whole lot of you know, emotional intelligence. And and how do your parents explain to you why you're being kept back in grade one? You know, maybe you can't keep up, whatever it is. But like, seriously, grade one? (laughs) I don't know. So that was my first experience with learning how to... um, to deal with these these feelings. And I, I really, I didn't know how to deal with them. So that stayed with me. And I always felt a sense of shame around the education system. And I don't know whether it started there, but that's the first negative experience I had in the school system. You know, in two and grade two and three, I was in special ed. So I had an education assistant who was helping, you know, a group of us to learn a little bit differently, trying, you know, new ways, more tactical learning, which which made sense to me because I'm a tactile learner. So you show me and then I can do it. If if I have to sit there and listen to somebody talk forever and they don't show me anything or give me some kind of way to experience the learning, like I need the experience. I need to be pulled in. I need to be able to visualize it and touch it. And that is how I learn and grow. So that was what I got gifted in the gifted program. But again, it's just that feeling of like, oh, you're not as smart as the other kids. You have to have extra help. And it makes you feel like you're not good enough. And that story just kept repeating and repeating and repeating. And then, I mean, moving into grade six and seven, we moved completely out of the city up north. So that, you know, took me into a whole new place. Like I started thriving more once we moved because it was a smaller school. Um, Kids were more active in and outside. They were, I just learned to be into nature a lot more, which was a great experience for me and helped me to develop a sense of self 
which was very fabulous. I needed a good sense of self. And I feel like I gained some really great friends who were also understanding and and they cared. And it felt like I was kind of belonging, the sense of belonging, which I think we all feel. We all just want to feel a sense of of love and belonging and worth, right? And self-worth comes from, I think, you know, raising your energy. Your energy just rises when you feel better, you do better, and you know, you know, you're listening and paying attention a lot more. So I, with that story of feeling you know, kind of like stupid and not good enough. I knew I had an opportunity, of course, like no one in my family had graduated college. So I was determined to go to college. It was something that was like not an option. And I mean, university just felt like that was too much of a, you know, school smart experience where I needed a more street smart, hands-on, tactile learning experience. So I kind of upper limited myself in a way when I chose to go to college because I honestly wanted to go ski instruct (laughs) for a year. But my mom put the brakes on that and said, no, like you need to go to school and learn. And at the time I was like, what does she know? And I was like, well, you're not paying for this. I'm going to get assistance to pay for my schooling. So I kind of, I was a rebel. I've, I've been a rebel my whole life and my poor mom had to, had to try to navigate rebelism and also teaching me the things that she thought would be really helpful. Right. I'll also say this because of the way that I learned, I didn't read well. So as a child, like I did not read well at all. And I needed my mom to read me my books for book reports. So imagine here's my mom reading me the book and I'm understanding what she's saying. But when I go to write the book report, which again, English and math were not my strong suits. So as I'm writing this book report, I'm kind of like comprehending what was read to me, trying to write that. It was a disaster. Like I had teachers be like, did you actually read the book? And I was kind of like, well, actually, no, (laughs) my mom read it to me. But that was the truth. She read me my books. And so translating that was never a good thing. I became a more interested reader as I grew in my own personal development. That inspired a relearning of reading. So when I started to really flourish in in that and reading and just feeling better about myself and building up my confidence, you know, I was able to decide I'm going to go to college. And I was just, when I went to college, I decided to take hotel and restaurant management because I'm like, well, this will be fun and it'll be an easy learn. And, you know, hospitality and entertaining has always been something that was of interest to me. So I just picked that because it just seemed easy. And I literally felt like I just need to do something, get a diploma of some kind and graduate and be that first person who does that. So when I go to school, you know, (laughs) I talked about this upper limit. And if you've never read Gay Hendricks's book, The Big Leap, you need to get it. Because all of you at some point in your lives will experience this upper limit. So you get so far and you just like smash into the ceiling then you start doing all these things that sabotage you or you get into these experiences that sabotage where you're trying to go. It's like you feel really good for this period of time and then all of a sudden you get this 
almost like this, something comes through your mind that says, ooh, this is too fun. This feels too good. What are we going to do to screw this up? And I know some of you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But this happened to me in college a couple of times. I honestly failed an English class three times and I wouldn't have been able to graduate until I got this down. So I was like, okay, I need to figure this out and really like hone in on where it is that I'm struggling and get some extra help so that I can complete this class because it has to be done for me to get to graduate. So I did the work. I finally graduated that. But I will tell you the experiences that I had in college. So college, I needed to finish it. Remember, this is what I needed. It was in my head. Like I have to finish this come hell or high water. So whatever has to happen for me to graduate and get this diploma, like I have to do it. And before I went to college, I think it was actually, no, it was in my first year of college. I had had this experience. So this is going back to this emotional intelligence piece. I'm tying it back into that, you know, learning and growing and how you learn and grow. And I had this experience where, you know, I was dating this guy all through high school and it just, I, it got, it, it, the relationship ended and it didn't end in a great way. And there was a girl that I had really close in my in my life at that time who had come to a bunch of family functions and, and was considered a friend who started dating him and it just got, you know, messy as teenage teenage relationships do. Sometimes they get messy. And if you don't have the skills or the emotion emotional fortitude to learn how to deal with them, you do with you deal with it in whatever way you know or you just feel. And so for me, what happened was this girl had been harassing me and we had got into a situation at a restaurant and I finally like, I just couldn't take it anymore. So we got into a fist fight. Yes. And I got arrested. So I'm sharing this with you because some of you have shame stories that you are beyond embarrassed or you feel shamed and judged that you don't acknowledge them. They've been pushed down so deep that it's created a, a weight problem. And maybe it's a physical weight problem or maybe it's just an emotional weight problem. But I'm going to tell you this story because I want you to know that no matter the experience, no matter how bad you feel about what you've done, you can always make a change and a difference. So I got arrested and it was like my first year of college, okay? So how does that feel? It felt freaking awful. It felt embarrassing. I felt such such a sense of shame. And then I literally had to go through this whole court process while I was in school. So I would have to come home and deal with it. And um, I ended up getting like charged with... Um, assault causing bodily harm, which gave me this suspended sentence. So I literally had a criminal record. Okay. So I'm at college. I'm whatever, 19 at the time. And I have a criminal record. What 19 year old has a criminal record? Now, some people obviously do, but I didn't, I didn't want this. And I was like, how did you get yourself into the situation? And it was, I, I didn't have the emotional intelligence to deal with it. I didn't know what to do. I, you know, how do your parents guide you in that when they're, they're, they had divorced the year before? So that it caused all kinds of turmoil in my life. 
and you know my first love had broken up it was just all of these things accumulated and created this almost like shit storm so in that shit storm here's what transpired I was making calls to my probation officer in the basement of a hotel that I was working in for my co-op. And then I had been, you know, and that just felt gross. I also had two opportunities come up that I couldn't take because of this record. So I had an opportunity to go and work in Japan at an indoor ski resort. And I had an opportunity to go and work at Disneyland both of which I got like denied for and turned down because of the fact that I had a criminal record. And you know, what's worse is that the people from Disney were like, we would just love to have you, but we can't because of this. And I was like, oh my God, I am such a loser and I am so stupid. And here goes that story, right? Like you can see how stories get created. So Moving forward from that, so that could have easily taken me out of my pursuit in a college diploma because I felt so shameful, but I didn't. I kept going because I was like, no, like you need this. You have to do this. You have to have something come out of this that's good. So I kept pushing forward. And then fast forward to like into the next year was, you know, in my second year and I was on my way back from a weekend of being at home with four, four, there was four of us total in the car and the, it was at night after, after dinner, we kind of headed back on the Sunday and as we're driving back, like I had just fallen asleep and my girlfriend hit something. So she had hit something. She thought, Oh, I've hit a deer or whatever, you know, popped out of the car, ran back and it turned like, I woke up to literally glass matter smashed all across me. And I, you know, obviously there was blood all over the windshield and I'm like, what in the hell just happened? You know, she had run back and turns out it was actually, it was a man. It was a man dressed all in black who was trying to commit suicide. And he succeeded in doing that. And he traumatized, you know, four women in a car, four girls, basically. We were still so young. And she was taking a nursing program. So she literally ran back and tried to save this man's life. And there is just, there was something within that experience that shifted thinking for me. And it made me realize, you know, whoa, like what just transpired? And we all went, we went to the hospital to get checked and then we all went home. uh, nobody talked about anything. And I remember not being able to shower with the shower curtain closed for an entire week because I felt so much weird energy around me, this heaviness and this, this darkness. It just felt like a black cloud. I was terrified to shut the shower curtain. I know. I just remember that. And then she called and she said, the girl who was driving called and said, listen, like, I've got to go back to school. Like, I need to drive back. Will you drive with me? And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I can get in the car again. And I was just going through so many things. And again, this emotional intelligence piece, like, I did not know how to handle this. But Spirit intervened and was like, you have to get in this car with this girl and you need to drive back. Number one, you need to get this damn diploma. And number two, you need to help her overcome this fear and trauma around driving again. I was like, 
all right, here we go. So we drove back and I don't even think we talked (laughs) the way back, but we did it. We got back to school in one piece and, you know, I graduated. So why I'm sharing these two lessons specifically with you is that this, it is very easy in experiences that are traumatic to get taken out of your path and taken, you know, sidetracked in your purpose and where you're going. Because if you don't have the emotional intelligence to see what it is, see it for what it is, which is like some of them are a real deep lesson that you needed to learn, that you needed to learn and grow from and experience to help shape you. To also give you a sense of understanding So now like when I see, you know, young girls in situations, they're putting themselves into situations that could lead to an unfortunate, um, an unfortunate set of like responses. It makes my heart hurt because I'm like, girl, if only someone was there to help guide you and you had someone who was you know, listening and understanding and really could help shape you into the woman you are meant to be at a young age. Like I want to be that person. So I don't know if this is a future, something in the future for me, but it's just something I think about. And I wanted to share it with you guys, especially the first experience, because it felt so horrible for so long and I didn't talk about it. It was such, and now I can tell you this, it's expunged. I have no issues traveling internationally. You know, it was an experience that was super shitty and I would never, ever wish that on anyone else. And I learned so much from being in it and being in the storm of all of that, that I have a new sense of compassion for people who have, have gotten themselves into that kind of trouble and who are learning and growing to get out of it, right? So when you experience these upper limits and you experience like it's you're meant to be growing. So what do you need to learn from that experience to grow forward? The same thing with the car accident and what do I need to learn and grow from here? It's like just be there, just Be there, experience what you need to experience, and then transmute that experience into a life lesson. Not all experiences feel like they come with a lesson, but they do. So it's like, are you listening? Because if you don't keep listening to the gentle cues, you are going to get slammed in the face by something. It's going to take you so out of your off your track and so out of your element that it's going to it's going to give you the wake up call you need at that time right that's what those experiences did for me so i graduated and i felt a sense of pride and accomplishment that i had never experienced up until that moment it felt so powerful and i felt like i could do anything. I want that for you. I want you to listen to this story and just feel into where 
in your life right now you've been hiding? Is there part of your past and experiences that have created a sense of shame? That have created this story that's running on loop in your head like you're stupid and that you aren't good enough and that you're meant to be living below your means. This is not the truth. This may have been an experience, but it's not your truth, I can promise you. You are meant for more. So I hope that today's message, you know, isn't too heavy for you. But if it is and it feels heavy, go and lighten the load by just coming into your heart and seeing, where can I shift a little bit? Where can I, you know, give someone compassion who needs it? Because love can change everything. This isn't just about loving other people. This is about loving you, yourself, and all that you are. And again, you know, transformation requires us to do this deeper work. I also believe, and I I just, I briefly touched on this earlier in this um, recording, but when we have traumatic experiences or things that really hurt us into the heart and into the soul, they kind of can create a feeling of overwhelm, so much so that it starts like a pattern of weight gain or, you know, hiding a little bit, not really showing all of you and yourself. So how can you just start to peel back those layers, start to do the things that will shift where you're feeling the most shame and where you're hiding the most so that you can start radiating out and be all that you're meant to be. So I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for joining me on, you know, this journey back into my childhood and my experiences. I hope you found it helpful. I'm so grateful you're a part of this sisterhood and I look forward to our next conversation. So that concludes our episode for today, sisters. I hope you found it inspiring and you were able to reignite a flame within yourself, that you feel a sense of purpose and passion. You can join us into the private Facebook group to chat a little bit further about things on your mind and maybe some weight you're ready to release. In the show notes below, you will find that group as well as a private uh, Instagram page that I've created for us to continue this conversation if you're more of an Insta girl than a Facebook girl. You can also go to my website, www.tarakinden.com, where you will find more insights and tips, blog articles, as well as how you can work with me. So if you feel called or drawn to diving in a little bit deeper and uncovering you know, that radiant self that's waiting for you. You can work with me via an event. You can join a program. Or if you need a little bit more mentorship, one-on-one, where we can dive really deep, you can see that as well on my site. You can follow me on Facebook if you want to join the conversation in my business page, which is facebook.com forward slash Tara Kinden. And then on Instagram, my personal account is instagram.com forward slash
Tara L. Kinden. Thanks again. I just have so much gratitude and love for all of you. 